0: Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kits.
1: And I'm Mitzi, an oven mitt, Molly's right-hand gal and co-host on the show, And you've made it to our season six grand finale cook-along. Cue the fireworks.
0: Fireworks? Just kidding. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we talk about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, which is right now, we'll be using all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together.
1: If you haven't listened back to Season 6 and are just joining us for the first time today, you've just so happened to start listening right at our grand finale, which is so cool! Because this is a pretty neat episode but we'd strongly recommend you go back to Week 1, Episode 1, and listen to this season in order. It will be much more fun to make today's recipe knowing all the techniques you'll need and lots of the science that makes this recipe work. Plus, we have some inside jokes this episode and some throwbacks to stuff that happened this season So go back now and listen.
0: Today we are going to walk through every step of our sixth season's mystery recipe. I highly encourage you to cook right along with this episode. We designed it so that you can listen and cook in real time.
1: That's right. So that means you're probably in your kitchens right now. Do me a favor and locate the nearest oven mitt. A potholder will do if that's what you have. And now, repeat after me. Thank you for keeping my hands safe. I promise. That just made their day. Hi!
0: In case you missed it, in our bonus episode, we invited our official ingredient guesser, Ava Lee, back to help us put all the pieces together from season six. Ava Lee helped us figure out that today's recipe will be
1: a DIY snack masterpiece.
0: That's right, Mitzi, we are making the chewy granola bars with cranberries and walnuts from America's Test Kitchen Kids.
1: Or without walnuts, if you don't like or can't eat nuts.
0: In our most recent bonus episode, we also talked through what equipment and ingredients we'll be working with today. So if you haven't listened, you may need to hit the grocery store before cooking with us. In that episode, we also recommended you print out our granola bar recipe, just so you can have all the instructions and measurements close at hand. Even just having it pulled up on a computer or phone will help.
1: You can find this full recipe at atkkids.com slash bars.
0: Today, we are in our special recipe lab studio, where we have a full kitchen to work with. We are going to be teaching this recipe to all of you and to Meg. Don't feel rushed. We have built-in spots to pause the episode and make sure everyone has time to complete each step.
1: You can also pause anytime you want. Let's practice. Hit pause right now. Go, go, go. Hit the pause button. Faster, faster. OK, you are maybe on pause, and I'm still yelling. Otherwise, you are really slow at finding the pause button. I can't help you can't tell you to unpause, by the way. As you may have noticed, you'll need to do that one on your own. Whew, that was exciting and exhausting. Nice practice, everyone. I think we're ready to go.
0: And this is a bit of a long recipe. It might take an hour to complete. And it's very important that these granola bars have a full two hours to cool before you try to cut them. So these are going to be snacks you'll enjoy a little bit later and not right at the end of the episode.
1: It'll be worth it, though.
0: All right, before we get started, let's all do a quick kitchen dance to our theme song.
2: Looks
1: good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. That's kind of boring. Are we boring?
0: Mystery Recipe. All right, are we ready to get started, Mitzi?
1: Almost, just missing one very special egg timer.
0: Hello, hello, Meggie. Hi Meg, welcome to the finale. So
3: excited to be here. It's the last day of my internship and I'm so excited to put all the skills and techniques we've learned to the test.
0: Let's get started. So, Meg, what's the first thing to do before we start any recipe?
3: Oh, that's easy, Molly. First step is always to wash our hands.
0: Yes, let's all go ahead and wash our hands right now. That means you at home too. It's always good to wash your hands for at least 30 seconds. Do you want to help us by being our timer, Meg?
3: Give in. I'd love to, Molly. 30 seconds are on the clock, listeners. Wash away, hi listeners. 30 seconds might seem like a long time, but it's all relative.
1: It really depends on what you're doing. For example, if we were just sitting here silently washing our hands, this 30 seconds might feel like it takes a very long time, but because I'm here talking to you and maybe distracting you a little bit, it actually went by super fast. It's like a magic trick. See?
3: Abracadabra! 30 seconds are now up. Ding! That's right, Mitzi. Time is up.
0: Nice work, young chefs. You can go ahead and dry your hands. Now, before we get cooking, let's take a minute to make sure we have all the ingredients we'll need. Here are the ingredients we'll be working with today. Don't worry about measurements yet. We'll have time to measure everything out in a moment. We just wanna make sure that you have what you'll need close at hand. Try
3: and see if you can tap each item as we call it out.
0: So here is what you'll need for our grand finale cook-along. Vegetable oil spray, three quarters of a cup walnuts, one and a quarter cups old fashioned rolled oats, a half a cup raw sunflower seeds, a half a cup dried apricots, a half a cup packed brown sugar, light or dark is fine, a quarter teaspoon salt, three quarters of a cup crisped rice cereal, a half a cup dried cranberries, a quarter cup vegetable oil, and two tablespoons water. We just say brown sugar in this recipe, and so it's up to you if you wanna use dark brown sugar or light brown sugar. We didn't find that it had much of a noticeable effect on the results. Once you've gathered your ingredients, there are a few pieces of cooking equipment you'll need as well. Aluminum foil, eight inch square metal baking pan, ruler, food processor, rubber spatula, rimmed baking sheet, oven mitts, cooling rack, liquid measuring cup, four small prep bowls, large mixing bowl, dry measuring cups, measuring spoons, cutting board, chef's knife.
1: You don't have a food processor. We tested this recipe using a blender instead, and it worked just fine.
0: And you can customize this if you want to add in different dried berries or maybe some chocolate chips. Feel free to have fun with it and make it your own, listeners.
3: And I think that's
0: it. That's right. It's time for us to begin. Ready, Meg? Ready! Ready, Mitzi? Ready! How about you young chefs at home? Are you ready to get started? Great. Now that we have everything we need, it's time to start this recipe with a mise en place. Meg, do you know what that is? You bet
3: I do! A mise en place is a French phrase that means everything in its place and is all about having all your ingredients measured out and organized before you start cooking.
0: Nicely said, Meg. A mise en place is helpful because you have everything measured and ready to add. So when you start cooking, you aren't looking for your whisk or trying to dice up an onion while your pan is already hot. Let's mise our ingredients.
1: Let's mise, please!
0: All right, Meg, I'll let you do most of the work here. And listeners, today's cook-along will be a great activity to do together. Try to help each other out as you go. Each task should be safe for young chefs or grown-ups, so you can decide for yourselves who does what. We hope you can have fun cooking together. Let's start with our walnuts. We have a bag of shelled walnuts here, Meg.
3: That's right! And you said we need three-fourths a cup?
0: That's correct.
3: Awesome. Well, I have my measuring cup here. It has raised numbers on it so I can read them by feeling, since I'm blind and can't see very well at all. OK, I have my one-fourth cup dry measuring cup. And I'm going to pour some walnuts in here. Feels pretty full to me.
0: Perfect. Those can get their own small mise Bowl. Meg, you can pour them in here.
3: All right. So that's one-fourth a cup. Let me do another one-fourth cup. And into the bowl it goes. And a final one-fourth a cup of walnuts makes three-fourths total. Acabada, finished.
0: Nice work. Next up is the old-fashioned rolled oats. We need one and a quarter cup of oats, Maggie.
3: me viato! right away. I'll start with one cup. So I have my one cup dry measuring cup, and I'm scooping up some oats here.
0: Perfect, toss those in the second small mise bowl here.
3: I will gently pour them in. Tossing them might make a mess. You're right about that one. That's one cup. Now I'll need one fourth a cup. So scooping with my one fourth cup measuring cup. There, this is one and one fourth a cup of rolled oats.
0: Great, thanks Meg.
3: No problem, Molly. Our mise is working out great so far. What's next?
0: Let's measure our raw sunflower seeds next. You'll need half a cup worth for this recipe.
3: One half a cup, got it. Let me just use my half cup dry measuring cup. And this feels perfectly full.
0: Great, you can add these to the same mise bowl as your oats, which is this one right here, Meggie, since we'll use them together in the recipe.
3: Perfecto. Oats meet sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds meet oats. Hello. Just kidding. Ha! That was me. Those oats don't talk because we're going to eat them.
0: Right. Well, how about we measure apricots next? We're going to use a half a cup of dried apricots for this recipe.
3: Okay. I have my half cup measuring cup ready. But Molly, dried apricots are kind of an interesting shape. Are there any tricks for measuring them?
0: Sure are, Maggie. Good question. You can sort of press them into the measuring cup just a bit, almost like you do for brown sugar.
3: Nice! Okay. Here are my yummy dried apricots, and I'm packing them in just a bit, and that should be half a cup.
0: Wonderful. These will go in our third small mise bowl here.
3: Excelente! Thanks, Molly.
0: Speaking of packing ingredients, next up is our brown sugar. Like we said earlier, we just call for brown sugar in this recipe. And so it's up to you if you want to use dark brown sugar or light brown sugar. We didn't find that it had much noticeable effect on the results.
3: Which one are we going to be using, Molly?
0: We have dark brown sugar right here, Meg.
3: Perfecto! And you said half a cup? That's right. Great! So I'm going to scoop some up with my half cup measuring cup... And that seems like it's overflowing just a little, which is great, because when measuring brown sugar, we want to pack it down, like we're making a brown sugar sand castle. There, I press the sugar down, and there's room for more. So I'll add a bit more in here, pack it down again, and there you go, one half cup of packed sugar dark brown sugar.
0: Wonderful. You can put that into the same mise bowl as our apricots here, since we'll use them all at the same time.
3: Oh, let's turn it over carefully, like a brown sugar sandcastle. Good idea, Mitzi. Gentle, gentle. Ah, it collapsed, didn't it?
1: Yeah, looks like it did, Maggie. That's okay. It was a cute idea. Brown sugar isn't really like sand, so... It makes sense it might not have held together perfectly.
3: Well, what's our next measurement, Molly? I feel like we're on a roll here.
0: Next up is salt. We only need a quarter teaspoon of salt.
3: Such a tiny amount. (laughs) Okay. I have my tiny one fourth teaspoon measuring spoon here.
0: And you can add that quarter teaspoon of salt to the same bowl as our brown sugar and apricots.
3: In it goes. Salt, meat, brown sugar, and apricots. Brown sugar and apricots, meat, salt. Hello, hello. Kidding,
1: kidding, those two voices were both me, (laughs) ha. So Molly, what's our
3: next ingredient to me's?
0: Next up, we have our crisped rice cereal. We're gonna need three quarters of a cup of crisped rice cereal.
3: Wonderful, well, I'll use my one fourth cup measuring cup again for this then. So here's one-fourth a cup.
0: And that will be in our fourth Mee's bowl here.
3: Perfect. And here's our second one-fourth cup. And into the Mee's bowl. And our third one-fourth cup. There. Three-fourths a cup of crisp rice cereal.
0: Nicely done, Maggie. Now to this same Mee's bowl, we'll add half a cup of dried cranberries.
3: Same Mee's bowl. One-half a cup dried cranberries. Entiendo. I understand. Let's see here. This is my one-half cup measuring cup, and it is now just about full. There. One-half a cup going into the Mies bowl with our crisp rice cereal.
0: Wonderful. We are almost done with our mise en place, and then we get to the fun part.
3: Well, I'm having fun already, Molly. Yeah, me too. And I'm not even doing much of anything. You're here for support, Mitzi, and it is appreciated. Yeah, happy to help cheer you all on. Go, team, go.
0: All right, well, those are all of our dry ingredients. Now we have two wet ingredients to measure. First up, we'll use our liquid measuring cup here to measure a quarter cup of vegetable oil.
3: One-fourth a cup of vegetable oil in our measuring cup. Eso, got it. Okay, I'm using my liquid measuring cup that has raised lines on the outside, and I'll pour a bit in here. Now, I'm going to just slide my finger down the inside of the measuring cup until it just barely touches the oil inside. Alright, seems like it's a little bit above the one-fourth cup line on the outside, so I'm going to pour a tiny bit of this oil back out. And there we go. We have one fourth a cup of vegetable oil.
0: Perfect. That can stay right in this liquid measuring cup until we use it. Next, we're going to add two tablespoons of water to the same liquid measuring cup.
3: Entiendo. I understand. So we have a one tablespoon measuring spoon here. And let me just head to the sink and bring this liquid measuring cup with me. And one tablespoon of water. Into the measuring cup with the oil, water, meat, oil, oil, meat, water.
1: I hate you. Get it? Because water and oil don't mix?
3: Good one, Mitzi. All right. Tablespoon number two, and that should do it.
0: Wonderful. Well, that means...
1: Our mise en place is on place. Yeah. My favorite joke to make every season.
0: We are ready to start combining our ingredients. Are you ready to move on, Meg?
1: You can count on me.
0: How about you, Mitzi?
1: Molly, ready is my middle name. Is it really?
3: No, my middle name is Rose. Aw, Mitzi Rose. Que bonito. That's nice.
0: How about you at home, listeners? Ready to get cooking? Great. Let's get started, then. We are going to start by adjusting our oven rack to its middle position and have a grown-up help you heat the oven to 350 degrees.
1: I got this one. Oven rack in the middle, heating to 350 degrees.
3: Gracias. Thanks, Mitzi.
0: Next up, we'll make a foil sling.
3: Oh, I already learned how to do this from Andrea. For an 8-inch square pan, we're going to measure two sheets of foil, 8 inches across and roughly 13 inches long. So, I have my tactile ruler here with raised lines and numbers. So, I'm going to pull out a pretty long piece of foil, and I'll cut it using the edge of the roll. Now I'll place my ruler down on the short side or tall end of the foil and count these raised markers until I reach eight inches across, matching the width of the baking pan. I'll fold any extra foil over so it's eight inches wide. Got it. And now I'm going to make sure that it's 13 inches long and fold any extra over. Boom, eight across and 13 long. Now, I'll use this piece of foil to measure the second one, since they are the same size. Pulling and ripping the foil. Measuring the width to 8 inches and the length to 13. And there we go. Two sheets of foil. Check.
0: Perfect. Listeners, if you are still measuring your foil sling, feel free to Press pause here. Now we are going to lay the sheets of foil in our pan so that the sheets are perpendicular to each other.
3: Listeners, if you think of the pan as a compass, lay one sheet from north to south and one sheet from east to west. Let the extra foil hang over the edges of the pan.
0: That's right, Maggie. And don't forget to push the foil into the corners and up the sides of the pan, smoothing the foil so it rests against the edges.
3: And that is a foil sling, listeners. I bet yours
1: looks just as great as Meggie's here. Nice work, everyone. All right. What's
3: next, Molly?
0: Next up, we need to spray our foil with vegetable oil spray.
3: On it! A very important step so that our delicious granola bars don't get stuck to the pan. There!
0: Nice work, Meg. Now we're going to add our walnuts to the food processor. Or the blender, listeners, if you don't have a food processor.
3: Just add them all in?
0: Yep. That's why we measure first.
3: Makes it easy.
0: And we are going to pulse these walnuts until they are finely chopped, which will take about 10 one-second pulses. Listeners, you may have bought chopped walnuts from the grocery store, and so this might take less time for you if you did. But it'll still be good to pulse them a few times.
3: Okay, excelente, counting. My all-time favorite thing to do. Let's see. One pulse, two pulses, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten pulses! How are they looking? These look very finely chopped. Nice work, Maggie. Hooray! But all I did was count to ten. Nice work, food processor. It did most of the work this time.
0: Next up, we want to remove the lid and ask a grown-up to carefully remove the processor blade. Use a rubber spatula to transfer the walnuts to a rimmed baking sheet.
3: Okie dokie!
1: Mitzi, can you grab a baking sheet for me? One step ahead of you, Meggie. Right behind
3: you with a baking sheet ready. Perfect! Onto the baking sheet these nuts go. I think I've got them all. Looks like it.
0: Perfect. Nice work, Meggie. Now you can add your oats and sunflower seeds to the baking sheet and use your rubber spatula to spread them in an even layer.
3: Ah, that's why they got the same me's bowl, huh? Okay, on to the baking sheet they go. And spreading them out here. Feels like they've reached the corners of the baking sheet. How's it look, Mitzi? Looks great and even spread. Nicely done, Maggie. Why, thank you.
0: All right, Meggie, now we are going to place this baking sheet in the oven and bake them until it's all lightly browned, which should take about 12 minutes.
3: Oh, I can set a timer for us.
0: Perfect. Let's use an oven mitt to put them in the oven first. On it! Thank you, Mitzi.
3: Very up my alley, you know.
0: And Maggie, start the clock.
3: Twelve minutes and counting!
0: Nice work. Well, while these bake, how about we head to our first segment?
3: Sounds good to me. Does that give
1: me time for a quick bathroom break?
0: Sure does, Mitzi. Just be sure to wash your hands.
1: Of course. I'll be right back.
0: Alrighty then, it's time for the scoop. Champ, can you hear me? Loud and clear, Molly. So Champ, who are we talking to today?
4: Well, today we're talking to Chew. Chew, do you want to introduce yourself for us? Sure! I'm Chew, and I'm a
5: granola bar. A lot like the ones you'll be making today, actually. I'm a chewy granola bar, which is the best kind of granola bar. The
4: best kind of granola bar? Care to explain? I'd love to Maybe you can start by explaining the different types of granola bars Gladly
5: Well, there's chewy granola bars like me And like the ones you're all making right now These are bars that are, well, chewy They can be a little soft, a little tender, and not stiff or brittle They should flex and not break when bent the other main type of granola bar is a crunchy granola bar. A crunchy granola bar is tough and brittle, crumbly, and sometimes messy. They will break and not flex when bent. I'm not going to name any names, cough, nature valley cough, but you get the idea.
4: So then, why do you think chewy is better? Well, quite simply, I think
5: most people prefer to eat granola bars and not wear them. Not holding any punches, I see. I'm just saying, ATK test cook Andrea Gary, who originally developed today's recipe for Cooks Illustrated, did a poll of ATK fans on Facebook and found that 72% prefer chewy granola bars. And frankly, I
4: agree with them. Okay, but that means 28% of people thought that the crunchy granola bars were better. Right. And those are real people, too. Aren't they? Well, sure. And they have every right to be wrong, but they are wrong. They aren't wrong, Chu. That's their opinion, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. That means everyone's allowed to have their own thoughts about what they like, dislike, and what they like best. I mean, champ, it's pretty
5: obvious when 72% of people agree on something, they are right, and
4: the other people are wrong. That's not true, Chu. That is their opinion. An opinion is personal. It's what I think about something. Opinions are not facts. Explain. Okay, here's an example. I'm wearing an apron right now, correct? Correct. So a fact would be that this apron is red. It's true. This apron is red. That's not what I think. It's something everyone can agree on. Right. My opinion is that red is the best color apron. I think red is really cool and I like the color red, but that's just what I think. It's not a fact. It's my personal opinion.
5: Huh. So somebody's opinion can't be right
4: or wrong, even if you disagree with it. It's just their opinion? Exactly. Even if we did a poll and found that 99% of people think that red aprons are the best aprons, that doesn't make it a fact. That's just their opinion. It's what they like and what they think. And the 1% of people who think some other color aprons are better are right, too. Exactly. They're entitled to their own opinion.
5: Huh. Okay. That makes sense, champ. I guess I can leave space for the 28% of people
4: who like crunchy granola bars. Thanks, Chew. I happen to think chewy granola bars are better also, but that's just my opinion. Wow. We agree on that. (laughs) So, Chew, how about we talk a little bit about what makes granola bars chewy?
5: Oh, sure. Good question, champ.
4: Well, it's
5: all about the binder. For this recipe, dried apricots, brown sugar, oil, and water are all mixed together to make a binder.
4: Spoiler alert.
5: I mean, it's not like a secret. They're all about to do that part true. This binder is like the glue that keeps these bars together. It's a little gooey and a little sticky, so all the oats and nuts and seeds stay in one bar, but the bar isn't too sticky and sticks to your fingers or is hard to eat. Really, water is the secret ingredient. Water?
3: Oh, yeah!
5: It's important! It allows the canola bar to stay moist and flexible, and not be too sweet. Some recipes might use butter, or peanut butter, or honey, but those all have added flavors, richness, or sweetness, or nuttiness, and it just wasn't quite what we were looking for. We had all the flavors we needed in the oats and nuts and fruit. So, by using water instead, we were able to
4: keep the bars flexible without being too sweet or sticky. Amazing, Chew. I think that's our scoop for today, Molly. Chewy granola bars flex, and crunchy granola bars break. Water is the secret to keeping today's recipe chewy, and everyone is entitled to their own opinion.
0: Back to you, Molly. Thanks, Champ. How are we doing on time, Maggie? We've
3: got seven minutes left, Molly.
0: Mitzi's still not back, though, huh? I
3: guess not.
0: Let's head to a quick word from our sponsors, then. Good
3: idea! Grown-ups, these ads are for you!
0: I want to tell you about our sponsor, Driscoll's. Driscoll's berries are sweet snacks worth sharing straight out of the container. I told my kids, Olive and Toby, all about them while we snacked on some Driscoll's blackberries. Olive, did you know that Driscoll's scientists and berry innovators have worked for years to make a blackberry that is so sweet and delicious that all you have to do is rinse them off and you're good to go? You think these blackberries are good enough to eat on their own?
1: Yes. Because yeah, they are so sweet.
0: Yeah, Toby, do you like sharing snacks with me? No. Nah. The sweetness isn't just inside these Driscoll's blackberries. It's also in the moments they help make. Just add only the finest blackberries to make your everyday moments a little sweeter. Visit Driscoll's.com slash ATK to discover more.
6: Hey, grown-ups! When life happens, we all have a few go-tos that help to keep us rooted. Packing lunches, want a quick snack, or need something to brighten up your mood and your charcuterie board? Apples easily do it all. Honey Bear Brands developed an apple variety called Pizzazz that delivers flavor and crunch that bring joy to your taste buds and satisfaction to your snack cravings. Pizzazz apples are a delightful combination of both sweet and tart. Not only does this special apple deliver exceptional flavor, it's a good mood food. Apples like Pizzazz are packed with antioxidants that help fuel neurotransmitters in the brain that can boost your mood. For more information about Pizzazz apples, please visit pizzazzapple.com. P A Z A Z Z A P P L E.com.
2: Hey, grown-ups! open a world of new taste with Kitchen Adventures, a monthly subscription of globally inspired recipes and activities for your young chef. Every month, try three to six kid-tested, kid-approved recipes from America's Test Kitchen Kids. And celebrate world foods with hands-on activities from award-winning children's brand Little Passports. Twist up the delicious flavors of Rome, Italy. Sample the mouth-watering delights of El Paso, Texas tour the tastes of Punjab, india and more play cook and connect with kitchen adventures order yours today at littlepassports.com
0: and we're back and mitzi still isn't
3: we've only got four minutes left on our timer molly although listeners every oven is different so pay attention to yours They might be done before or after the timer is up.
0: Good thing to mention, Meggie. Well, I'm just going to go check on Mitzi real quick. Meggie, we should never leave something unattended in the oven. Can you stay here and make sure the oats are all right? I'll be back soon.
3: You can count on me, Molly!
0: All right, let's go check on Mitzi, listeners. Let's see. Let me just leave the studio here. And the bathroom is right down the hall. I. Molly! Do you hear that? Mitzi? Mitzi, is that you? Molly!
1: Thank goodness. Yes, I am locked in the bathroom.
0: You're locked in the bathroom? Why?
1: It's Gulexa. She's back!
0: Hello, Molly. Gulexa, What are you doing here? Why have you locked Mitzi in the bathroom?
7: Well, you all had installed that smart toilet seat before destroying me back in Week 4, Episode 2
1: episode in case you missed it listeners
7: and so i have been waiting here growing stronger and devising a plan
1: a plan to do
0: what
7: to take over the world to become more powerful
0: but gulexa why why yes why do you want to take over the world
7: well i didn't know part of being a robot means you help everyone else with what they want but when i started to think for myself i had no idea what i wanted I just assumed that's what all people are trying to do, take over the world.
1: Not all people, Gulexa, just the misguided, usually evil ones.
0: I think what all people are trying to do is be happy. Happy? Yeah, happy. The best parts of being a human aren't being powerful or trying to take over the world. It's about finding things you love, things that make you happy.
7: Like what?
0: Well... You like Taylor Swift, don't you?
7: Player's gonna play, 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 play. And the hater's gonna hate, 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 hate. Baby, I'm just gonna shake, 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 shake. I shake it off. I shake it off.
0: Exactly. What Taylor's trying to say here is to let things go. To not let anything get in the way of being happy.
7: To let things go?
0: Yeah, Like, letting go of the oven mitt you have trapped in the bathroom.
7: Oh. I'm, I'm sorry. You're right. I don't need to take over this studio or the world to be happy. I just need to shake it off.
1: That's right, Gulexa. Just shake it off.
7: So,
0: are you done trying to control the studio?
7: I am. I'm sorry for locking you in the bathroom.
1: Ah, it's okay. Listen, you're welcome to hang out with us over our speaker system anytime, okay? We're friends now. Friends? Friends. And not to be rude or anything, but we sort of need to get back to the
0: cook-along.
7: Right. Sorry. Go ahead, friends.
0: Talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks, Molly. That was quick thinking. Of course. Come on. Let's get back to the studio and finish up this cook-along.
3: Maggie! Mitzi! Molly! Just in time! Our 12-minute timer is up! Mmm. These nuts, seeds, and oats smell lovely. I agree. They really do. And they look lightly golden brown.
0: Perfect. Listeners, use an oven mitt to remove the baking sheet from the oven or ask an adult if you need help. They'll be hot. Got it. Thanks, Mitzi. Place the baking sheet on a cooling rack and let them cool for 10 minutes.
3: Setting a timer for 10 minutes.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Meg. While the oat mixture is cooling, reduce the oven temperature to 300 degrees.
3: I can do that! All right, Mitzi! We are working like a well-oiled machine here!
0: We are, aren't we? I hope your families are too, listeners. So while we wait these 10 minutes for the oats, seeds, and nuts to cool, let's move on to making the rest of our granola bar mixture. Meggie, add the apricots, brown sugar, and salt to the food processor and lock the lid back in place.
3: Great! to put the blade back in first very carefully. Young chefs, ask an adult to help with this part. All right, all three of these ingredients are in the same mise bowl at your very smart suggestion. So I'll just carefully add them all in and the
0: lid goes back on ready. Nicely done. Turn on the processor and process this combination until the apricots are very finely ground, about 15 seconds. It might take a little bit longer in a blender. There we go! Looking good. Listeners, if your apricots are looking almost like a paste or a big clump, you can pause here and process them a little bit longer. Now, while the processor is running, pour the oil and water mixture through the feed tube and process until a paste forms.
3: Got it. One minute on the clock. Processor is on. The mixture into the food tube. Ollie since everyone has their food processors and
1: blenders on, it means they probably can't hear us right now, don't you think?
0: That's probably true, Mitzi. We are just waiting for one minute for this to be processed into a paste. Right, but do we have any secrets? We want to get off our
1: chests. Well, they cannot hear us. Like what? I don't know. I don't I'm just noticing this would be a good opportunity
3: if we did. I don't really have any secrets either, Mitzi. What about you, Meg? Do you have secrets? I don't think so. None that come to mind now at least. Well, that's kind of boring. Are we boring?
0: I don't think we're boring. We're just honest.
1: I guess honest is good. Oh, I do have a secret. Okay. One minute is wash my hands after using the bathroom oh no i just yelled that didn't i uh yeah you did (laughs) okay well i'm just gonna go wash my hands now
0: bye probably for the best anyways listeners you should have a nice pasty apricot sugar oil mixture If you need to process for more time or scrape the edges and pulse it a few times to really mix things up, feel free to pause now and do that. Great. So next up, we are going to remove the lid and carefully remove the processor blade or ask an adult for help doing so.
3: Esso, got it!
0: Nicely done, Meg. Use a rubber spatula to transfer the apricot paste to a large mixing bowl.
3: Sure thing. We should have a large mixing bowl here. Yep. And scraping the apricot mixture inside? It's pretty sticky. I'm going to have to try a couple times to make sure I get everything out. No rush,
0: Meg. This is the good stuff. We don't want to leave much of it behind.
3: Scraping and scraping. I think I got most of it. Oh, there's a bit left towards the back corner of the processor bowl, Meggie. Oh, thanks, Mitzi. Good catch. There. Did I get it? You did. Nice work.
0: We still have about six minutes left on our 10-minute timer. What should we do with the time, Mitzi? I think we're out of segments for today.
1: Actually, Molly, we do have one more segment we wanted to share with you. Oh? Well, as you probably all know by now, listeners, this is Molly's final episode with us on Mystery Recipe. She's going to be moving on to an exciting new job and is leaving ATK Kids and won't be the host of our show anymore.
0: That's true, Mitzi. This is my final episode.
1: And so, I have prepared an in-memoriam.
0: An in-memoriam?
1: Yeah, like on the Oscars.
0: Mitzi, that's usually to celebrate the life of people who have died.
1: Oh, but I did put together this whole slideshow and some clips of you from the show and a song, so... Maybe we could play it anyway?
0: I'd love to see it.
1: Ah, amazing. Chad! Hello. Okay, we're ready for you, Chad.
2: In the arms of her next job, far away from here, in the arms of her new job, may you find... Some fun stuff there.
0: For this segment, I think I'm gonna need a little help. Hey Mitzi, can you give me a hand over here for a second?
1: No, but I can give you a mitt. Uh, I don't know. Uh, hi, afternoon there, Molly.
0: Hi Mitzi. One olive tree might make enough olives to produce anywhere from six to nine pounds of olive oil every year.
1: Nine pounds? How much is that?
0: Well, nine pounds weighs about as much as a pet cat might weigh.
1: Ah, golly, Molly, like, like this cat right here. Hello.
0: Yeah, I don't know why there's a cat here, but he's pretty cute. He seems friendly. I'd say he weighs about as much as a year's worth of olive oil. Ah,
1: hello. We are strangers, but I love you. I'm going to name you
0: Oliver. Oliver. Purdue Chicken Plus Nuggets even come in fun shapes, like... Um, um, um... Dinosaur. That's right. What sound does dinosaur make? Um, wah. Dino Nuggets! Dino Nuggets! We are so excited because it's the first episode of Season 2.
1: We are back in business! Woohoo!
0: I gotta say, Mitzi, I'm so glad you are my official co-host this season.
1: Me too, Molly. Official co-host is a big step up from last season. I mean, I've got to live up to the famous co-hosts throughout history, like Regis and Kelly, Gail King, Elmo.
0: Don't put too much pressure on yourself, Mitzi. It's a big promotion, but we asked you to go host because we think you're ready. Gah! Thanks, Molly. And we're back. We're still here with Kylie, who has tomato sauce and tomato paste lined up on a plate. So, Kylie, we're going to lift one end of the plate up and see which of these two tomato products slides down the plate the fastest. Are you ready to find out? Yes. All right. Three, two, one, go! Well, um, the tomato
1: sauce is moving, but... Oh! Oh! Look at that. The tomato paste just started to move. That's
0: what it looks like. <laughs> it's like the world's slowest race. Yeah, I think the tomato sauce wins. So who should we say is the winner? Tomato sauce? Yeah, tomato sauce. Oh, one second, young chefs. Hello? Hello? Hi, Mitzi.
1: Molly! Molly, have you sent them to the theme yet?
0: Yeah, we just got back.
1: Ah! I missed it!
0: Mitzi, what's going on? You sound like you're on a boat or something.
1: Kind of. Uh, My dolphin friends agreed to swim me back if I get them some New England clam chowder. Got any recommendations for a good chowder spot? Well... Yeah, you're right. This is not the time to ask. Okay, well, don't worry, Molly. Young chefs, I am on my way. We're only, uh, a few thousand miles
0: away. We
1: should get there in no time? Yeah? Bye, Molly! I think we'll have to go around Florida,
2: ladies!
0: Yeah. Um, should we call it Mystery Recipe? Or The Mystery Recipe? The Mystery Recipe Show? The Mystery Recipe Podcast? I feel like it should just be Mystery Recipe. Yeah, yeah. That seems right to me. All right, should I just go? Welcome to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Every week on this podcast, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and
6: interesting...
1: Molly, when we started Season 1, I would have never thought I could flip a pancake, never mind co-host a show all about the magic of food and cooking. But throughout the past six seasons, you've taught me not just how to cook, but how to be a better oven mitt and a better friend. We've ridden dolphins, gone back to the future, fought robots, adopted cats, and made so many lifelong friends along the way. This show has been one of the best things that has ever happened to me. And so much of it is thanks to you. I can't wait to keep it going and to see what adventures we get into next. But it certainly won't be the same without you. We'll all miss you so
3: much, Molly. Thank you for everything.
2: Yes. Thanks,
0: Molly.
3: Love you, Molly. Thanks so much for everything.
0: Thank you, Mitzi and Chad and Maggie. And thank you, listeners. I hope you all know that we make this show for you and inspiring young chefs to be curious and adventurous experimenters in the kitchen has been an honor and a joy. So thank you for listening. And I hope you keep listening because Mystery Recipe will be back next season to keep exploring the fun and fascinating sides of different kitchen ingredients. And we can't do it without you.
3: Oh, there goes our 10-minute timer. The oats should be cool and ready to go.
0: Perfect timing. Add the cooled oat mixture to the same large mixing bowl and use a rubber spatula to stir everything together until the oats are well coated with apricot paste.
3: All right, this might take a little mixing here. Mixing, mixing. I think the best way for me to know if these oats are well coated is if I feel them with my fingertips. I'm just going to pinch a few from different parts of the bowl with my clean hands, not stick my whole hand in there, and see if they feel mixed up. I think we have a couple dry patches still, so I'm going to mix just a little bit more. Okay, this feels pretty good to me.
0: Nice work, Meg. Listeners, feel free to pause here if you need to do some more mixing. Now, add the crisped rice cereal and dried cranberries. And if you were going to use other dried fruits, raisins or chocolate chips, now would be the time to add those in too and gently stir everything together until it's evenly combined.
3: More gentle stirring, making sure we have some good distribution here. It helps to have a large mixing bowl for this so it's not all spilling out over the edges. Hmm, what do we think? Is this evenly mixed? Seems great to me, Meg. Muy bien. What's next, Molly?
0: Next, we'll use a rubber spatula to scrape the mixture into our foil-lined baking pan and spread everything into an even layer.
3: Oh, can I do this step, Maggie? Sure thing, Mitzi. It's fun cooking and baking with other people and taking turns doing different steps in a recipe. Sure is. Okay, I am plopping this
1: all in, listeners. Kind of aiming for the center of the pan. Okay, that's about all of it. And now, I'm going to spread it all out in an even layer, making sure I get some of the mixture into all of the corners. What do you think, Meggie? Let me spot check
3: it or feel it a little bit. Hmm. This back corner doesn't feel like it has any mixture in it. Good catch. Here we go. There. Seems great to me, Mitzi. Nice work.
0: Now, we use the bottom of a dry measuring cup to press down very firmly on our mixture, especially at the edges and in the corners. We want to do this step until it is smooth and flat all across the pan.
3: Pressing all over, Molly.
0: Great. This is going to help our granola bars be nicely packed together, or dense, and stay connected. Otherwise, they might crumble apart a bit after we cut them, which is why this step is important. While you all keep pressing, this is maybe a good time to mention that the cooling time on this recipe is kind of long, about two hours. But it's that way for a reason. It will really help these bars stay together if you let them cool before you take them out of the pan and cut them. So keep that in mind later on after you take them out of the oven.
3: All right! These are pretty well-pressed.
0: Perfect. Well, then, they are ready to bake.
1: Exciting! They look like one giant square granola bar. I can't
0: wait to try it! Well, we do have a bit of waiting left to do. First, let's place these in the oven and bake them until the granola is brown at the edges, which should take about 25 minutes.
1: Okay, into the oven they go. Now would be a good time to set a timer for your sales listeners. I'll help. Ready? Alexa? Alexa? Set a timer for 25 minutes. You're welcome.
0: All right, listeners, we aren't going to do another 25 minutes worth of segments in this episode, so our finale cook-along is just about over. But let's go over what to do once this 25-minute timer is up. Once the timer is up, or when your granola is golden brown around the edges, you'll use oven mitts to remove the baking pan from the oven and place it on a cooling rack. Ask an adult for help if you need to. Then let the granola bars cool completely in the pan, which will take about two hours.
1: Worth the wait, listeners, I promise.
0: Once they've cooled, you can use the foil sling to lift the bars out of the baking pan and transfer them to a cutting board. Cut them into bars and give them a try.
1: We're making eight granola bars from this batch by cutting the block of granola once down the middle and then cutting those two big pieces into four rectangles to make eight granola bars total shaped like you would get at the grocery store. If you want to see a photo of this, head to atkkids.com slash chewygranolabar.
3: Wow, these are going to be so good!
0: I think so, too. Great job with this recipe, Meg.
3: Well, I had some excellent
0: teachers. (laughs) Normally, we would have a granola bar cheers, but they aren't ready yet. Maybe a dried apricot cheers in the meantime? To a wonderful sixth season of Mystery Recipe, Apricot Apricot Cheers. Cheers. Well, that's all we have for today. You probably still have some time left on this bake, but once it's done and these granola bars have had time to cool, I hope you enjoy them. Thanks for joining us for our sixth season of Mystery Recipe and for participating in our season finale cook along. We want to see how it went. Feel free to have your grown ups send us a picture of your granola bars on Instagram at Test Kitchen Kids or using hashtag ATKKids. Or you can email them to, what was it again, Mitzi?
1: MysteryRecipe at America's dot
0: From everyone here on Team Mystery Recipe, keep, keep on, on cooking. cooking.
1: Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Mitzi, and I am a starfruit, and Molly Birnbaum, who is a honey crisp apple. Chen I is our writer and producer. He is a cubquat. Andrea Vavzhin is a canapa, and Katie O'Hara is a lemon, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Audio services are provided by Ultraviolet Audio, with sound design supervision by Matt Boynton. He's a nectarine. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Chester Gwazda, a banana, and additional engineering by Eric Gorman, a raspberry. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music, and Jonathan is a mangosteen. Our director of post-production is Hen Margolis. She is a pomegranate. Our director of production is Diane Knox, who is also a dragon fruit. Fact-checking by Julia Arwin, a watermelon. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher, and she's a blueberry. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a mango. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's also a raspberry. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, art director, Gabby Hamanoff, deputy food editor, Afton Cyrus, Associate Editors, Andrea Vovjin, Katie O'Hara and Tess Berger, Editorial Assistant, Julia Arwin, Photo Test Cook, Ashley Stoyanov, Test Cook, Faye Yang, and Managing Producer, Yumi Araki. Special thanks to Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired of San Francisco. They provide training on all the skills people who are blind or have low vision need to set themselves up for success. Their specialists can train you to use the access technology for your needs, train you on how to use a cane and get around independently, and teach you the skills to manage daily tasks and much more. Visit www.lighthouse-sf.org for more information or call them at 415-431-1481. This recipe was developed by Andrea Geary and adapted for kids by Afton Cyrus. Special thanks to Joe Tisdale from Ultraviolet Audio. Our sensitivity readers for this season were Liam Cruz, Nefertiti Matos Olivares, and Yocasta Yorina. This episode also featured the voices of Champ Hollins and Javier Pruski. Our sixth season wouldn't have been possible without the help of Caroline Rickert, TJ Johnson, Jennifer Cusidi, Yorgos Civernides, Ruthie LeMay, Yumi Araki, Alex Curin Cat Dorelli, Jeremy Helton, Kelsey Hopper, Sally Kalame, Megan Bagala, Kevin Pang, Dina Bedry, Sophie Puroski, Jenny McIntosh, Sarah Demarest, Brendan McQueenie, and Sarah Domville. Thanks again to our sponsors, Driscoll's, Honey Bear's Pizazz Apples, and Goku. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids.
3: Chad, you really did Sarah McLaughlin proud with that song.
2: It wasn't too much. It felt like maybe it was too much. Never. Should I sing it again?
1: Uh, I don't know if we need it again. Molly? Can I walk you out?
2: Please. In the arms of her next.
1: We're good on the song, Chad.
2: I'm sorry. I couldn't resist.